cool and we're back with a uh, part two yin and young the podcast episode 34 of von eisen part du um and let's get the show on yeah, yeah i mean like what were your what are what are both of y'all experiences being um asian american uh and growing up uh did you ever see like any disadvantages or advantages um was the model minority ever applied to y'all and like how did y'all react to that dan you want to go, go? Dan. Yeah. yeah dan go on that one yeah. um growing up in san diego most of the asians that i had i i was around in elementary school they were primarily vietnamese um immigrants so there weren't that many asian americans i interacted with it wasn't until eighth grade when i went to gardena i went to junior high school in gardena down here in the south bay that uh, i met asian americans that were more like me and more more there are different versions of asian americans that i didn't come across until just I went to, to clarify school. you mean south bay la right gardena south bay la, LA yeah, yeah. <laughs> so they what i mean by that is that the model asian minority is very good at school, everything like that, and nerdy, not athletic. But this school, I don't know what the true population breakdown was, but in my mind, it was 30% Asian, 30% Hispanic, 30% black, and 10% white. Oh, wow. And I, I don't know the true statistics, but it seemed that way. It was the most Asian Americans I've seen in one place, and that was when I turned 13. But there were skaters that were Asian American. They were people who were you know, really athletic. They, they were like playing sports and you know doing well in basketball, things like that. So that had a really weird impact on me growing up because up until then in San Diego, I was basically viewed as a model of minority and viewed kind of weird for being able to speak English without an accent versus all the other Asian kids that were around there, they all had some sort of accent. Um, this is in San, uh, San, San Diego, Diego. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And there's a lot of Vietnamese there, right? Yeah, there are a lot of Vietnamese people who immigrated to to San Diego, and and they were kind of of two flavors. They were either not into school at all, and they were almost like gangsters, <laughs> or they were into school and they they just did well and didn't say anything. So, that was that was my. There was no advantages of being Asian American growing up in San Diego. Yeah, I mean, for me, uh, the Bay Area is very, very diverse. So, like, I think the racial issues that, well, there was like this half Asian, half white guy, Eurasian guy, mm-hmm. and he was good, really good looking, but like, all the chicks loved that dude. Mm-hmm. And I was like, wait, well, the thing is, though, like, it's hard to. He's also a really handsome dude, though. <laughs> so and uh, and smart. So I mean, but it's it's something like oh shit, he's mixed. There's kind of like that exoticness right. about like some some chicks dig right. Mm-hmm. Um, but the thing in high school, like no, I mean I, a lot of Asians in my high school. I would say predominantly Filipino and uh, Vietnamese, and some Chinese. Very few Korean, um, some Taiwanese. I uh, very few Taiwanese. I was like one of the few Taiwanese. Uh, there, there was some some Taiwanese there, um, and some white people. But the white and black people at my high school were definitely, I would say, the the minority. Uh, so that was interesting. It's kind of like coming up in a predominantly diverse uh, 
you know, and there was also Latino people as well. Um, but I think the whole racial issue of, I think when it came to like identity and, and dating and stuff, maybe hit me more in college when I went to San Diego, actually, UC San Diego. Mm-hmm. And uh, kind of like Dan was saying that, that even though this is years later, because, you know, Dan and I grew up in different um, uh, uh, decades, but like, uh, I think when I went to UC San Diego, I remember... Um, like I was, I was trying to, I was trying to mac on these girls up on the the fourth floor, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, Whereas in my dorm, and like there are these Korean chicks, and uh, like I remember overhearing their conversation, like, oh, dude, like talk about all the guys that they found attractive. It was all these white guys, right? Mm-hmm. Like, oh, dude, who, you know? And and then the only guy they mentioned that was kind of mixed was Keanu Reeves. Like, mm-hmm. oh, Keanu Reeves is so cute. I'm like, yeah, he's kind of Asian, but you know, he pa- he can pass as white. Yeah, yeah. And then. Um, and I remember, like, uh, one of these girls in the conversation was like, yeah, I only date white guys, right? And uh, I'm like, oh, fuck, you know? And, uh, and that kind of hurt my ego because back in high school, you know, I had a girlfriend in high school, right. you know? And I, I did feel, I felt more attractive in high school. Mm-hmm. Um, so in college, it was kind of an ego hit until maybe my junior year, I, I got a girlfriend in my junior year. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I think that's... Uh, this idea of identity, I connected with Asian American studies probably closer to my, in my adulthood, in college and post-college. I went back to Taiwan after college because I want to relearn the language, reconnect with my culture. And a part of that is because my grandparents raised me. And the, there's, they say there's a loss when uh, you're a child, right? There's a loss of... Um, basically knowing that um that the people that you that that raised you your grandparents you know you love them so much but then you have to grow up and then so you're you're never going to go through childhood again and also that the people who raise you will pass away mm-hmm. right the, you know unless uh unless there's a you know god forbid you know you get a disease or something mm-hmm. and then you pass before them but your parents, your grandparents, and um, I think reconnecting, going back to Taiwan, reconnecting uh, with my culture there was really inspiring to me. And I got more into Asian American studies after I came back from Taiwan and, and studied like, well, so I went, but the thing, like you said, Asia is Asia. That's a different experience. Asians living in Asia is a different experience than Asians living in America, you know? That's just like, and being being an AB the ABC the American born Chinese or American born Taiwanese, they go living in Taiwan. There's this whole another racial structure there too. It's like oh you're ABC, so they, you know they they think oh you're like you're like hip hop right or something like that. Mm-hmm. They have these certain pre you know preconceived con- notions preconceived notions of what you are. Um, so now I'm just trying to be like me right. But I'm proud of being Taiwanese American, and I, I'm proud of my identity. And however I am, the thing is that why is it that this why is it that white people can be whatever they want, mm-hmm. or or there's that or like you know they can be emo, they can be hip hop, they can be whatever you know. Mm-hmm. In American culture, because they are the majority, they are perceived they are represented in all these different ways. Mm-hmm. Asian Americans can be just the same we're just as diverse we can be just as we can be we can be anything we want to be as well Mm -hmm. and that's something i being a creative asian american i think 
That's always because my parents never. My parents want no real talk. They told me straight up, James. We want. We'd rather you be a doctor, a lawyer, or a city city worker, right? Mm-hmm. What are you doing with all this like guitar or mm-hmm. writing or acting or mm-hmm. filmmaking? You're wasting a lot of time, you know. And I I, th- I know go back to like some of your conversations I've heard on your podcast is about family pressure, right? Yes. And family concepts, and I think being being at it for so long and you know she my mom actually helped me with my graduate studies mm-hmm. in screenwriting you know with financially so shout out to my mom mm-hmm. um because she realized like when i was living in taiwan and i came back i had to borrow some money from her and this is kind of sorry this might be kind of personal but like she was kind of like uh dude james like i want you to get like a real job like this like you having to and no it's real talk like if i have to borrow money that's something wrong like i'm so i'm supposed to be a grown-ass man i'm in my 20s mid 20s i'm supposed to be able to take care of myself and she's right and i i wrote her like you know please just understand this is a transition period and um, i wrote this in chinese too because i've been studying chinese for a while and she was like really surprised and she liked my writing (laughs) and i was like oh damn and i sent her like a story uh, that i wrote and she she was a chinese um uh literature uh student right Mm -hmm. and she's like james actually you're not bad like at writing you know and the fact that you can write like you know semi-comprehensible chinese that's that you know this and i was like oh dude my mom complimented me like that's kind of rare you know my mom in like chinese or taiwanese culture for that to happen compliments i would say so dan you agree like your chinese yeah yeah how so like what i mean how what are signs of affection in in your guys' culture? Dan, you wanna go? Yeah. Uh, there, I if I go with my dad, it's there's no such thing almost. Really? <laughs> yeah. There's this thing called Chinese guilt, where they make you feel bad. Uh-huh. And I didn't even know that what that what what uh that there was a terminology called chinese guild until i started doing kung fu and the teachers who were not chinese were saying uh, chinese guilt where they just make you feel bad for not doing something for example i remember in sixth grade i it was like a progress report it wasn't even a report card it was a progress report and i got straight b's my dad and no one got a's at all and my dad was like are you good with that is that the best you think you can do and I was like, Dad, no one got A's. He goes, well, still, do you think you could have done better? <laughs> and it just makes you feel bad for like not having achieved something higher. Yeah. Uh, no, I agree. Like my dad and my mom, uh, my dad would kind of do that too. Mm-hmm. Uh, but more lately, I think my dad's calmed down a bit. I know for me, um, one time I had some tears in my pants mm-hmm. and my dad sewed it for me and he's like oh james uh i sewed some of the your pants i was like oh was it supposed to be like that or no no i i messed them up they're not oh. supposed to, they're not like the style where it's okay. supposed to be torn yeah yeah um but they're kind of flailing and he did that and he, he i didn't ask him or anything so mm-hmm. like you know they talk about the languages of love or the ways of showing affection and i think for my i think i don't know if it's asian taiwanese but i know for for him that was a way of there's damn there's a word in japanese for showing love without without um giving thanks i think or something like that as a i saw it on like a, a tv ad but 
this there's this idea in um, of like doing something without the ex- expectation of praise, mm-hmm. right? Right, right. And I think my uh, yeah, my dad just low key like just fixed some of my pants before, mm-hmm. and uh, I was like, oh damn, that's that's how he showed love. Yeah, yeah, and um, you know, my dad and I we have our issues, but um, he uh, <coughs> no, I I think. Ways of showing affection. My mom was probably like nagging, you know. My mom really? was just like calling me, like, "Hey, James, you know," because basically, I the when I wrote my letter to her when I borrowed money from her one time was that one time was basically, "Hey, I want you to understand it's a transition period, and that um, I understand where you're coming from." And this is me expressing my understanding to her is that I know that I understand you're feeling like anxious and worried about me, and I and you know no matter like how that makes me feel like i understand i mean i i know how it makes me feel but i want you to understand that i understand (laughs) that that's your way of showing love Mm -hmm. you trying to make sure i have enough money i have enough food and i have a place to sleep Mm -hmm. you know the the basic life essentials so my mom calling me like i have to straight up say hey mom like she used to send me like all these like self-help video stuff in Chinese and stuff and I would say hey mom can you like not send me so much stuff like I just I didn't mean it like personal I just like I need more of my own space you know and she's like oh wow so that's kind of how our relationship has grown over the years my my mother and I and I I, I, I and because I've become more fluent in Mandarin it's it's helped um, dad how, how does your mom show you affection she just cooks with all you know, my favorite dishes <laughs> yeah seriously when she comes to visit me she's just like what do you want to eat I know you like this dish and this dish what else do you want to eat and she'll just go and make it wow yeah interesting yeah I'm I throwing the question back at you well what, what about like um, my parents are pretty Western in the sense of like you know one I mean I didn't do too well in school so like as long as I didn't get I mean they expect me to get B's and A's, so they weren't too strict with school. But um, love-wise, I mean, like, you know, my dad, I think, is, like, my stepmom and my mom say that, like, you know, he has certain different ways of, like, showing it. So it's not like it's all direct, you know. Um, I, I feel like lately I've just been, like, showing him my accomplishments. Good job. A uh, thumbs-up emoji kind of thing. Oh, he texts uh, your you're talking about your dad or yeah, 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 yeah. Um, I show my mom too oh I'm proud of you this and that but um, they, not, do they watch your music videos or um, no not so much I mean I don't think I, I told him I did a little bit of music here and there but I really mentioned it I think it's because the fear of like their rejection oh like why are you doing that like same with you like why don't you do this or that you know like I told my mom on Friday I was like hey I'm doing like three podcasts on Friday or that day and she goes, oh, okay, cool. Maybe, you know, like, um, you should look for a second job. I'm like, I'm like, why? <laughs> yeah. I'm like, My well. mom does the same and, shit. And I'm like, I'm like, well, I'm getting good hours. Yeah, but you never know this, this, and that. And, like, I was on my bike riding, and I didn't want to, like, I told her before I got in an argument with her. I yelled at her, like, please don't ask me about another job because I know what I'm doing. And I'm like, oh, like, please trust me. I'm actually happy. And then, like, when she asked me that, it's kind of like it's almost that she doesn't trust me, but I know that she just worried and she just that's her being a mom so in that sense that's how i see her like uh, you know like showing affection also telling me like hey brush your teeth pray before you go to bed that kind of stuff 
Uh, my dad and I don't talk too much. Um, I would say we had like a sort of turbulent sort of like upbringing with him, but um, we're cool now. But I think like we don't have to always talk. And he always tells me you should call your dad. You should text your dad. Yeah, me too. I'm like, yeah, I'm yeah. like, but we're cool. Like we're good. You know, we're cool. Like we're there's no need to do it. I don't. What am I gonna tell him? And also too with him, because I feel like if I had at, if I call him, oh, so like what are you what are you doing? Because before I told him, oh, I'm doing podcasting. I'm super excited. What else are you doing? I'm like go to work at a retail job what else are you doing I'm like that's it well you need to get like a career job it takes 10 years for you to be an expert or be good at your career you know you really like you really took a lot of time in college so like how long did you take with college by the um, way I started in 2006 okay. I graduated in 2017 <laughs> but I took like a five-year break all total oh, so so okay. minus the breaks it took like six seven years switching four or five times majors Damn, I hey, props to you for finishing, you. man. Thank yeah, you. that's I, okay. So that that to me is like the affection, but to me, I, I don't think I. It's cool when I get it, like when I got graduation, when I, whenever I got like trophies and AAS or like good grades, and show them that was oh, good job, I'm proud of you. But other than that, I don't really share the, share much about my personal life. Yeah. So I don't really, cause I don't really expect much, cause I don't. I guess I'm missing that bond, like oh, I don't ever call them, hey mom, hey dad, how's it going? Here's my life. I'm pretty sure y'all don't do that either, kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. because yeah, I don't, I don't know what that is, and I always, I always, I'm always puzzled when it's mostly what my Western friends that say, "Oh, like my parent is like my best friend." I'm like, how the fuck is that? Possible? What the hell? And they call them by the first name something or some shit. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Or yeah. like, like, how are they your best friend? How do you, how are you able to tell them everything? I fucking hide everything. <laughs> like to me, it's like as long as they, as long as I'm like not doing some fuck shit as long as i'm like going to school doing work i don't tell them anything like hey i'm paying rent on my own i, I went to school I finished school um I, you know like i'm pretty coherent these days what else do you want to know so I, whenever my mom goes so what else is well like that's it like anything else new what's what's new i'm like that's it like hey i told you like i'm doing good in school or whatever I'm meeting the essential requirements to be a responsible human being. I'm keep my life personal to myself, but I don't know. You, you yeah. ever get this feeling like when you're in a conversation with your mom that she's waiting for an opportunity to give you how you're supposed to live your life advice? Yeah. yeah. So that's the same with my mom. It's like, yeah. I'll, talk, I'll talk with her. We're talking. And she's like, okay, have you looked into like city jobs? Or have you looked into like, um, mm. have you looked into like maybe calling that my your dad's friend who yeah. offered that position maybe in medical or something like that or like you know i'm like whoa 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 okay and like you know real talk like i think if my mom wants to continue to have conversations with me like i'll straight up say okay thanks mom uh th i appreciate the advice um i'm right you know and then i'll try to end the conversation and she can sense it like okay I got, I got it. Uh, yeah, no, no, yeah, I, I, I get your saying. I'm doing what I'm doing, and then wow. I'll try to end the conversation, right? Yeah. And she, but I can sense that she still wants to talk to me because I'm her son, right? Same. So like, what I'm trying to do, to, I'm trying to give her signals now, like, hey, look, if we're gonna talk about that all the time, our conversation's gonna be short. Yeah. You know, and yeah. I my I think my mom also too. She wants to hang out more, but I just once again, I feel like if I hang out with her. I know it's gonna happen. She's yeah. These questions. Exactly. It's like I've, a fucking like yeah. robot, like pattern. You know? Yeah. Like, yeah. 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 And I feel kind of bad too because I know she wants to spend more time. She's getting older, and I'm getting older too. But I feel like I don't know. Like the job. I mean, to me, it's like I 
want to hang out less with my family and kind of do my own thing because I'm 30. Yeah. You know, like I had fun hanging out with her all the time. I'm grateful and everything. She's a great mom. It's just when she asks those questions, I don't want to hang out with her. And sometimes I get a personal life and then she like gives me some advice. I'm like, I didn't ask for that. I wanted you to listen. <laughs> I wanted you to listen. Just listen. Well, yeah, 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 yeah. So to me, it's like, well, okay, if it's going to be like that, it's going to be like that. Fine. So like every time she calls, I just like I anticipate all this horrible thing. So I even answer the phone like, hello, hi. Yeah. No, no, I'm not not much. Just uh, you know, ride my bike. Okay. Does she speak to you in Tagalog or no, no English? English, okay. But so it's like I feel kind of bad in a sense because I know she's trying to connect with me, but how she's going about it, it's not the right way because she can sense my aggression too. Like when she suggests these things, I keep saying okay, okay. Yeah, uh-huh, yeah, uh-huh, yeah. Okay, same here, same cool. here. All right, cool. Right. Um, like, are you close with your stepmom as well, or? You know, it's interesting. I'm more close with her. I think it's just because, like, she's not my mom. She's not my dad, obviously. But like, I, I like, I knew her, and like, she, she, she was like the. She was sometimes like the the middleman to talk to my dad, cause sometimes my dad and I didn't get along, and she would tell me, well. You know, your dad's not expressing this, but this is how he feels. Uh, and I tell her, well, this is how I feel. Okay, I'll tell him. She's that. like the trans, like Team Peel translator. Yeah. Like, like, but not the angry translator, right. but like the uh, yeah, you know, like the she, emotional translator. Yeah, yeah, yeah and yeah, she yeah. goes, you know, well, your dad has weird ways of expressing himself, but this is what he meant when he said this. Ah, uh, okay. So okay. I'm, I'm closer than that sense, but I feel like it's kind of messed up if I talk to her more than my dad, so I don't talk to them all together much. Oh, wow. But, um, but you know, like... What about your great aunties, like, before they passed, were you, like, um, speaking to them? or? Yeah, like, I was speaking yeah. to them. I mean, they were, they, like, they raised you. Yeah. Yeah, that's... that's yeah. It's just interesting. Like, I have such a good memory, but, up, but like, in, in the Philippines, zero to seven, maybe because your mind's not de- developed... I don't know. I don't remember much. Were like, you thinking in Tagalog during that time? Yeah. I guess. Okay. Yeah. Ah. But um, yeah, man, that's like my. I wonder. How, I wonder how many more Asian kids are like this. How many more? How how many Asian uh, kids have this relationship with their parents where it's kind of like? I mean, we have similar but different relationships where it's like kind of almost like standoffish. Like we're not too personal, and they kind of nag at us, kind of thing. Yeah. I think Dan uh, Dan is a child of divorce as well. Yeah. Um, Dan, do you want to speak to your relationship with your mom, step, uh, your, your mom, dad, or the step-parents? Uh, I'm not too close with my dad because uh, okay. I didn't really grow up with him. Right. And then my mom, I'm, I'm, more, I'm definitely close with. My stepmother, I, I get along pretty well with. My first stepfather, not so much. It is very interesting because I went. I lived in San Diego for the past few years, and he lives there. And I didn't see him one time. I, I talked to him on the phone twice, and that was it. And then my my uh, current stepfather, my my mom's current uh, husband, you know, seems like a pretty good guy. But he they live in Japan, so I don't see them that often. Is he Japanese or? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. And do, do you feel that like your experience with your your different parents has an impact on you being a parent like I'm gonna do it this way as opposed to how they did it kind of thing well yeah I mean I'm already doing it differently than my dad my dad was my mom always told me that my dad did not carry me or my brother until we were like age two or three Mm -hmm. oh he didn't like really touch you guys really yeah I mean he held us here and there but he definitely did not change any diapers Mm -hmm. huh 
Is that more like a gender role kind of thing in, in, in culture, or is it just is it him? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> I, I don't know. But I'm already, I'm definitely more hands-on with my, my kids than I, don't, I think my dad ever was. That's great. Like, do, do you believe in, um, did you have like skin-on-skin, skin, like bonding with your sons? Because I hear that's important. Uh, no, I didn't do that. Oh, interesting. But you hug them and hold their hands and stuff, right? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. you know. Yeah, yeah. Because like, because I, I, my one of my my close friend, high school friends, he's a fa- he's a new father, and uh, <laughs> I see like his post, and he did like he has his shirt off, and he hugs his son with his shirt off. I supposedly it's like I don't know, like the makes sense, like the chemical or like the biological makes you closer with your son, like it's the trigger. I think they did studies with monkeys about this too. Um, but uh, yeah, um, that that's good. I think I think if I ever become a parent, um, I definitely I want to be closer with my kids, you know. Mm-hmm. And so, kind of talking about like I'm not expert, but like I've been going through uh, I've I've been going through like this huge self help kind of phase right mm-hmm. now. So I I've been on like a psychotherapy retreat called the Hoffman Process. Mm-hmm. That was like a week long thing. We talked about parents and our relationship. And also I've been getting into like Zen meditation recently. Mm-hmm. And um, you know, it's a lot of the traumas that uh, that, uh, that I've experienced and a lot of us, of us mm-hmm. have experienced as a kid, we've never really worked out. Yes. We've never really faced. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, I've been looking like maybe I must probably start therapy sometime once I therapy's great if I find it like uh, but I I do it's yeah I think it's like it's so important to like to unpackage these things Mm -hmm. because because if not then we're always you know more of my my zen teachers is like we just run around like a crazy person you Mm -hmm. know we just keep repeating like oh I'm trying to you know try to get high try to get laid try to Mm -hmm. like doing these things as if like we're on autopilot yes. and not stopping like, oh shit, do I, why am I doing this? Mm-hmm. Or like, do I want to do this? Okay. Mm-hmm. And um, I mean, do you, have, you, have you been to therapy or have you got done any, like self-help or any self-care I'm a things? self-help. Like I yeah. read The Secret, I believe in positive energy, that kind of stuff. But I also figured like with me, a big way for me to cope is to do podcasting and music like yeah. constantly. And I feel like doing this is a measure of success. It kind of like, it, it kind of defines who I am. It helps me, you know, cope and stuff and just shows, like, I am doing something. Yeah. Um, Therapy-wise, I went to counseling a couple times. Once in senior year college, I was going through a lot of life experiences. Yeah. And it was good to talk to a CSUN, like, professional uh, counselor. Good. Uh, I told her, like, I did a bunch of drugs. I told her everything, and she goes, you know, you're pretty aware of what you do. And good. To mm-hmm. me, it was awareness, but therapy really helped, especially, like, it's good for friends, but getting from professional help, they kind of know how to handle things. Yeah. So, but for me, it's like, it was it was that, also a combination of self-awareness with friends, and but therapy, I definitely recommend. I think that uh, it gives a bad rap, and I think in Asian-American culture, like, therapy and mental health is almost non-existent. Yeah, we or, were talking or, about this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah or yeah. maybe like more in Asian culture. Asian American, I think it's being more like brought to light. But in Asia, I don't, I don't think it's like what's anxiety, like just what's depression. It. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's all in your head, kind of thing. Like you know, work through it. You yeah. know, work harder. You know. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. So I went through that. 
I, I think I learned that I have anxiety it's because like it's why I did a bunch of drugs because I was unsure about certain things I don't know what to do let me do something that I always do so when I stopped taking drugs I think the anxiety like became more aware of it it's kind of tapered down good good yeah. but uh, yeah I mean like there's certain exercises of where like if you give something a label it kind of diminishes the uh, how catastrophic it may seem. Mm-hmm. So there's a story of this knight. It's like a children's book. Um, forget the name, but it's basically he, there's a dragon behind him. Mm-hmm. And as it walks behind him, it gets bigger and bigger. And he has to find the courage. When he finally makes the courage to look at it and stare at the dragon, and he keeps... And he turn, he turn, finally turns around and looks at the dragon. It's huge, right? But he keeps he forces himself to keep looking, keep looking at the dragon. As he keeps looking at the dragon, the dragon gets smaller mm-hmm. and smaller. So it's kind of like, oh, the, the, the way I connect it is like, oh, I'm feeling anxious right now. Or I'm, you know, feeling lonely. Okay, sit with that. Don't judge yourself. Don't say, oh, fuck, why am I so, mm-hmm. you know. No, no, just, just sit with it. Because guess what? You're not alone. Mm-hmm. Because... Fucking, fucking, even Kanye, you know, Kanye. <laughs> that fool was like, like, super, you know, Superman. They all got their kryptonite, right? Mm-hmm. They all have their own, every, everyone, no matter how successful they may appear. Fucking Anthony Bourdain. Yeah, oh my god. Dude, gosh. Anthony Bourdain. Um, we gotta talk, like, men, mental, mental health is something. You, you drop a lot of lines about Anthony B in your, in your phrases. Yes. Yeah. He um, was a big in- influence. Can we can, can we detour real quick yeah. to Anthony Bourdain? Yeah. Dan, any Anthony An- B stories? Dan, were you a, you a fan of Anthony Bourdain or? Yeah, oh, I, I, I watched the, his original show quite a bit. Ah, no reservations. Yeah. So what? How how did his suicide uh, alleged? Su- I guess is it pretty c- confirmed that it, it was? Su- it's pretty. You know, someone, my step grandfather said that uh, he died from erato erato asphyxiation. Like David Carradine shit, like getting choked, like like getting ah, like choking yeah. yourself while like masturbating. Yeah, it's how David Carradine, even even possibly um, Kate Spade, but maybe they're saying that you know since they have so much respect, they call it suicide. But I don't believe it. Like I feel like he he died probably because of suicide. Oh, possibly. You know, like it. I mean, there's also conspiracy theories, which I won't get into. Illuminati or some shit. Yeah, some yeah, shit. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah. usually what, what, how conspiracy theories work is like, this person died because they were going to expose a pedophile ring in the government or something. Yeah, that seems like a common theory for like, you know, e- even with Chester, Bennington, like mm-hmm. Lincoln Park. Yes, yeah, yes. Yeah, 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 Paul Walker. Um, but mental health, you know, I mean, I know he did drugs. He stopped. He just drinks. But um, it's just crazy. Like I, he drinks a lot too. I saw like his Joe Rogan interview, and they were going through a lot of cans of beer. I gotta beer. check that out. Really? Yeah. He. Yeah. So he. So like I think he's rec- he's recovered as far as hard drink. Hard but drugs? he might he might be still an alcoholic. I don't know. He seems like he's still drinking. I mean, in the shows, he you see him get wasted. Like he wakes, he talks <laughs> all. Like he's like for a drink, and he wakes up hungover. But um, yeah, yeah. Anthony yeah. Bourdain was. Um, I think he was one of the few people that went to different countries and he he did it properly he, okay he didn't appropriate the culture he didn't come off as uh he came off as a very humble in all the cultures respectful yeah respectful mindful of the culture their practices whether he went to india philippines middle east you know africa he came off he didn't come off as like oh like 
this is a, such a savage culture. No, like, this no. This is so primitive. And he went to Vietnam and talked to oh. people with, like um, missing Classic. limbs. Yeah, it was like damn. Like, you know, he as a as a not person of color, he did it properly. If you if you want to be do what he does and not be problematic, <laughs> do what he does. Anthony B. By far is beloved by all people of all races. Yes. Masa, the Japanese chef, freaking love, you know, like, yeah. because what Anthony did was that he listened. He didn't tell you, like, oh, this is how you're supposed to eat pho. You know, like, yeah. you know, like that fucking chef, whatever. Yeah. He's like, oh, tell, let me, I want to understand your culture, right? And so as far as people of color, Eddie, Eddie Huang, mm -hmm. Dave, uh, Dave Chang, mm -hmm. freaking uh, David Cho, like, mm -hmm. all these guys love Anthony because, first of all, he just seems like a cool dude. Now, I mean... I'm kind of curious, like, what, like, going back to your music, like, you drop a lot of lines about him, like, and this is before his suicide, obviously, but, yeah, so, just, like, I mean, like, I like, a, I like a lot of food shows, and, like, <laughs> you know, like, I'm, like, I always say, like, oh, like, I'm Anthony Bourdain, your Guy Fieri kind of shit. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, because Guy Fieri, he came off a little corny. Yeah. At first, I liked him, but he just came off a little douchey, but, like, Anthony B was just so revered, you know, as, like, that, whether it was, like, you know, Travel Channel, whether it was CNN, he was just this like, he was a white guy that was doing it right. Yeah. And that's why like I mentioned him so much. Like, thank you for catching that. Yeah. That's that's cool you caught that because I, I do like mention him. I like I like food references. Yeah. But like he, he did it right. Whatever whatever he did, he did it right. And just him passing like that, it, it was a shock to the world. I mean, yeah. um, there uh, like. For like suicide and stuff like that, um, it's. I do think it. People have to recognize that it's normal to have those thoughts. Yes. That, I mean, I don't think it's normal to commit suicide. Mm -hmm. Like I would never normalize that. Yeah. I, I think it's. Right. Having thoughts of like I don't want to be I don't want to wake up or I hate my life. Yeah. Types. Like I don't want to exist anymore. Mm -hmm. These are thoughts that you know. I know intellectually I've had, I never seriously wanted that to happen to myself, mm -hmm. but I've intellectually thought about it, you know, and, and I'm like, and I, when I was super down, like I would like, oh damn, like, this is this gonna keep happening again? Mm -hmm. Then maybe I don't want to exist. Like I would have these thoughts, but I think recognizing like, oh, now this is not, I'm not trying to say like, this is what, cause I, we don't know what Anthony was going through. Like it's yeah. so personal, right? It is interesting cause he had such a, amazing life from what we saw from what we see he yeah. has a wonderful wife kids. well he wasn't married anymore he had a girlfriend yeah. oh Asia Asia yeah yeah they oh, they, they weren't married I don't oh, think they, they were they married Dan no, or? no they were no. not married they were just but boyfriend girlfriend but they had a kid together yeah. right that's his previous uh, oh, his okay. other wife who was like hella into BJJ yeah okay um, yeah I just interesting him you know I mean like anyone really um yeah, it's just interesting, especially with him. Like, it, yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, uh, final thought. I, what I'm curious is about how did, when you heard the news, like, where where were you and how did you feel? Uh, it's usually, you know, you're in bed, you wake up, you look at your social media, you yeah. see a bunch of R.I.P. Anthony Bourdain's, and I told my mom too, and like... Did you cry? I didn't, but it was very shocking. Yeah, yeah. I, um, it was very shocking just because, he, you know, it didn't seem like he had like a depressed life and he had such a great life he traveled the world I mean isn't that what most people want 
it just goes to show we don't know behind closed doors and you know all these mental health talks are like being brought up um, it was sad I cried when uh, Lil Peep died I definitely cried in okay. school he's a young rapper slash singer yeah he died from a Xanax overdose it turns out what he took had fentanyl which is uh, it, it's it's like exponentially stronger than heroin it's a, okay it's, it's been a problem in the drug scene where uh heroin and opiates and all these other drugs have fentanyl which pretty much kills people shit so fuck. like it, it's it's a, it's an issue with uh with drug users it's something we have to watch out for um like you know so with that i cried just because like damn that could have been me because that so hit close young. to home for you man. yeah 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 because he part as much as i did i, I was sober then I was like, damn, like, he's 21, not even 27. A lot, a lot of these people are dying before 27 now. And it just goes to show, like, I don't know, life is short and, you know, it's okay to party once in a while, but he definitely had issues. Yeah. You know, and it's eerie because he talked about dying in his music and, like, wanting to die or music, substance abuse and all this stuff. And it just kind of goes to show what you put out there is the universe gives to you. Oh. It's kind of... It, it, uh, Dan, how are you on time, man? I probably should um, head off because okay. uh, I haven't eaten dinner yet. Oh, okay, okay, yeah. Well, um, I had a uh, maybe ten more minutes, or you gotta head out now. Uh, I was up to like one last night. Oh, no worries, dude. <laughs> yeah, yeah, bounce. If you got bounce, I, I was, I was, uh, I had a few more questions for Vaughn, but if you need a bounce, let, yeah, go for it. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's nice hey. meeting, Vaughn. Yeah, nice meeting you too, man. Thank you so much. I appreciate yeah. your input and your podcast. Keep it up. Yeah, any last... Uh, do you have any language corner or any last thoughts? Uh, no, my mind is fried because I, I've been breathing in paint fumes all day. Oh, okay. Uh, okay. Go for it, man. All right, man. <laughs> all right, thanks, anyway, guys. Uh, yeah, thank you so much. Thank you, thank you. Right. Um, if it's cool, I, I kind of want to keep going a yeah, little bit. Yeah, that's cool, that's cool. Because, like, um, you brought up a point about, uh, like basically like artists, right? Yeah. Passing away and the suicidal thoughts. It made me think about um, uh, X, X, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So like, um, so X, like, I, I, I didn't know about his music, right? Mm -hmm. I just read an article that he died. Yes. So I didn't, before his first passing, um, I think maybe he was on a Rich Brian song or mm -hmm. something. Yeah. But like, I heard like, oh dude, this guy, so I saw that, oh, he, like, you know, stomped on his girl, ex-girlfriend or something. So I read mm -hmm. these reports, like, oh, dude, you know, so my initial reaction, fuck this guy, probably deserved it. Like you said, oh, brings out, he gets, he get he got what, you know, like, whatever. But uh, I don't know, maybe, like, but, like, I, I, I was just so curious. I, I looked up some more articles. I was like, why am I so curious about this guy? So then I looked into his, um, I, I listened to one of his songs, Sad, right? Mm -hmm. I was like, Okay, there's something here, and I watched like a, a interview of his, and I realized, and you know he's denying uh, like the allegations and stuff like that. I don't know how true that is, mm -hmm. but what I could sense, and he, you know, I'm older, and we're older, right? And he, I'm not saying that that makes us more yeah. perceptive, but I think it gives us a little bit more life experience. Mm -hmm. We can tell when someone's been through some shit. He's like through he's, shit. you can sense that this guy's a H, you know. HSP, a highly yeah. sensitive person, yeah. right? And uh, I realized, like, damn, why was I so quick to judge him so right away? But not saying I'm not excusing him for right. his alleged faults, but like, um, what I, I what I'm curious about from you is that uh, 
like what what's your reaction to that like can you really separate the artist and the art you know mm, good question yeah um well, along with, with what x has done and even it's even said that his girlfriend uh, the, the person who who made these claims took them back yeah i can't speak on that i mean if he did it he did it um i don't condone that i think that the victim deserves justice and so does he so if he was I, I know he had legal issues hypothetically like you know if he was alive if he faced jail time that's yeah. justice served did he deserve to be murdered in cold blood absolutely not no no one deserves that this yeah. kid i think we have to realize this is not an excuse but this person uh i think he grew up very had a turbulent childhood yeah. i don't think i don't believe there was a father figure right and his and, mom was away working and stuff right and he's a and like Gabor Mate talks about like if I touch you here, mm -hmm. but let's say you you okay let's say you you didn't have that tattoo there yeah. right I touch you there just like someone touching you right let's say you just got that tattoo and I touch you there yeah. shit's gonna hurt yeah. right yeah. so there's some people and I and I sense let, let me know if if I'm correct yeah. but I sense this in you too like some people are hella sensitive dude yeah. about yeah. like feelings emotions mm -hmm. yeah. if someone a girl doesn't call you back yeah, or like or someone like disses you like a good friend this like. Yeah. All this shit. So if he is, he, I sense that he's really sensitive, yeah. and he went through some like really deep shit. Like yeah. even mom not being there, like yeah. that could that's like ten times yeah. of like the pain of like someone, t you know, yeah. And also to compiling that he has all this money, he has his fame at that age. At that nineteen, age, man, yeah. At nineteen, at that age, like your age, the fame, notoriety, and like your past traumas, it, it adds up. And also. Before he died, he was definitely trying to make a positive change. He was, he was, he realized his faults. He was trying to correct them. He was trying to spread positive messages. You can tell by how he spoke, what he said. You know, in the past, he did realize what he did was wrong. He apologized for it. It was just, you know, like for him to be gone down like that was very sad. And separate artists and stuff like it's tough. Okay, for example, like Kanye. <laughs> yeah, I can't separate it. I, I, I can't separate that guy. <laughs> He's like the Anakin of hip hop. Uh, oh, okay. He, um, R. Kelly, scumbag. He's forty something or old, having sex cults and tying up women, doing all this fuck shit. That's an in, inexcusable. He's old. He knows better. Ugh. Younger people like Takashi Six Nine or X. I can't even compare them, but like these younger people, we have to realize they come for the most part in not the most perfect family. Yeah. Household life. You combine that with fame, notoriety, you know, they're bound to slip, they, they do slip up. And I don't excuse their actions. I think that they should face justice in the court of law. Yeah. But I also believe that they have the ability to change. There's compassion yeah. in that sense. Yes, yes. These, these people, they, 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 they're, they're kids. They're, they're kids. They're 17, 18. How are we when we're 18? Imagine if we had all that money, all that social media attention on us. We'd be bound to do, like, it's hard to like that pressure, dude. That yeah. pressure, that pressure is crazy. And with that said, you know, people have the ability to change. There's compassion. Now, I do believe that they should face justice for what they've done in the court of law, but that's the only justice they should face, in my opinion. You know, yeah. like for for that guy to be what what irritates me is for that for X to be gunned down. He was oh he fucking deserved it. Like he was a fucking so and so. And I'm guilty of that initial reaction because that's, a, that's normal. Yeah, but it's like. Just like it's also, I think, some of the people who write about him, like some of these articles, are like they're like hit pieces, you know? Yeah. They're trying to hit, that hits to his reputation. But then, and it's kind of scary, because like how much of our 
perception of reality, going back to Asian American studies, mm-hmm. how much of our perception of reality is shaped by other people's perceptions that are could be could be far from the truth, yeah. or or not, or they could just be skewed, you know, mm-hmm. and like. Be, by by reading that article and looking at his interview, I had a more fuller picture of what this guy was. And I, like, I was real talk. Like, I wasn't I wasn't sure about if I could listen to his album because I like, I didn't want to support an artist that mm-hmm. had done certain things. Right. But like, I said, you know what? I'm gonna give it a chance. You mm-hmm. know, maybe yeah. And dude, there's some um, there's some good stuff in there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He, I mean, I listened to his music a little bit. Uh, definitely more when he passed. But I listened to his music a little bit, and you can tell like. He's definitely going through issues, and he was the type to he. He definitely was going through depression and suicidal thoughts. And yeah, everything. and there's some songs that are like that, that are not that great because they kind of promote right. some of those, you know, yeah. the, the stereotypes of rap. But yeah, right. But um, yeah. It's just so with that sense, it, it's it's it depends. I think it's case by case basis. Okay. Uh, yeah. I, I yeah. I can listen to certain artists, but like I, I just know like with a lot of rap, I, I know I know better. I know that you don't really do this in real life. It's, a lot of it's entertainment. I, um, but with that said, yeah, it's it's tough. It can be tough sometimes. And people like R. Kelly, I, I can't support. You know? <laughs> yeah. I mean, because in that sense, I mean, you look at a lot of artists like Michael Jackson, um, Iggy. Uh, oh, oh my God, David Bowie. David Bowie, yeah. We're talking about artists. Iggy Pop or uh, uh, no? I'm sorry, David Bowie. Okay, but um, yeah. just a lot of people go through these issues, and I think like it's just case by case basis. But in general, like if if they're a straight up scumbag, I can't. But I have empathy for the youth in that sense, um, youth of color in that sense, who, who may have grown, who may not have had the proper, uh, they were taught properly how to act in these circumstances. Yeah. You know, um, not everyone grew up with a, in a single household, mom and dad, raised them right, these kids. For the, I think a lot of us, a lot of musicians turn to music or art as a way to escape, to cope. Yeah. So when you're put on the spotlight and these things happen, you know, no, there's no way to teach that. Like, how yeah. do you deal with fame? No one. There's no class for that. Right. Really. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So that, that's my take on that. Okay. So, yeah. I, I think maybe it's getting kind of. I late. Yeah. I know. Yeah. Uh, maybe one or sure, sure. one or two questions each. Maybe yeah, and, yeah. One, and then we we'll, can wrap um, it up. Yeah. Yeah. So with you, like, um, I mean, how? So you go into therapy now, or like, I, I, I looking into therapy. I was looking into therapy. I'm I'm doing like uh, Zen meditation mm-hmm. now up here in Northridge. Um, does does jujitsu and martial arts does that help with like stress and anxiety for you? Yeah, I, I think I think when I get depressed mm-hmm. uh, or I get like in a blue period, mm-hmm. I I have to reassess like why why am I like first of all I look at it like very objectively like, am I getting enough sleep? Mm-hmm. Have I been exercising? Have I been eating all right? Mm-hmm. Because that affects you know and yes. because it's so easy for me to be like oh what am I doing with my life? Uh, you know the ne- the dark side talking right. It's like, oh, like uh, I'm depressed because I'm not. You know, no one loves me. Like these these kind of dark thoughts. But I'm trying to train myself to like, well, look at it more like a scientist. Like, oh, yeah, you get sleep. Right. So and it's all, usually nine times out of ten, or like usually when I get kind of depressed and stuff, oh, I'm not getting enough exercise mm-hmm. or I'm not doing enough. And always for me, martial arts has always, um, in a way, saved me. Right, yeah, yeah. Whenever I feel like down or or martial arts has always been there. Like even if I don't have a gym to go to, I can always go outside do a form or something like that, or mm-hmm. you know, um, do, do some shadow boxing. Like that's why um, I know because one of your 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 previous guest, uh, 
the Sixtos, um, uh, uh, Alice or thing. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. She's, she's 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 like way higher level jujitsu than really? me. No, just listening to her po- the podcast that you guys did. Like, but like it's, very, it's similar. It's kind of like she, like the be able to like for jujitsu like oh use minimal force to like control a situation. That idea it doesn't just trans- it translates to life too you know like well not everyone can make that translation but i do like i try to like wait how, like in this conversation like uh how do i we flow with this you know like or like or when i t- you know like and I, I do tai chi as well i do tai chi push hands i just came from that and here today and um so the one of the guys there i love this guy bruce um he's giving me advice on like you know uh because i was like uh, he's single. He's an older single guy, and um, I'm I'm single too. And um, shout out. And uh, basically, uh, like, how do you pick up? Like, how do you talk to chick? You know, to women, right? And he's like, well, you know, you just you, go, you just talk talk to them as if you're on the first date already. Oh, hey, what are you ordering there? Where it looks good, you know, or something like you know, it's just whatever it is, but but not premeditating it. So that's kind of like push hands, or kind of like with jujitsu. It's like you you just. You feel where the your opponent uh, energy is, and then you go with that, and you, then you're like, oh, okay, I can go like this and like that now, mm-hmm. and that takes training. And uh, no, like martial arts, it's it's always saved me. That's it's always, yeah, yeah. That's good. I, yeah, I started with karate. Yeah. I did kung fu. I did bagua. Uh, my big thing for the last couple of years was baji fist, mm-hmm. uh, but now I'm getting more deep into j- judo and jujitsu and uh, tai chi, kind of like more yeah. the grappling and softer arts. Yeah. That's good. I think I I should utilize martial arts because it seems like I mean you also get fit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, uh, you know, sometimes you want to get your aggression out, and sometimes, you know, punching or like doing sparring it's, it's a good way to do it. it's a healthy way of fighting in a sense as opposed to just like beating someone up randomly right like, right sure it teaches discipline self-control so yeah because if you think about it man it's like how much in our life do we have to like be like not like outburst or that like not not wild out or act crazy like you know that's why i think people all go to dances or races they can just go mm-hmm. but the 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 human the the human species like like we've especially as someone who's gone through trauma or, or, or has like is really sensitive they they need to express themselves in mm-hmm. some way some people and that's like yeah martial arts is a great physical way for you it's probably like music right mm-hmm. or like when's the last time you like you screamed you know like sometimes you want fucking like ah, yeah. yo you know like get emo <laughs> yeah. um my i guess my question for you would be is that um like what's i guess music is your form of expression yeah. right i mean you can also do like i think getting fit like it doesn't have to be martial arts. It could be anything. Yeah, um, right but my, my question, my curiosity, I guess, with um, is, is Von Eisen, right? Mm-hmm. The, this uh, Von Eisen, the rapper. The we all have different um, personas, but right. like, I'm curious about the inspirations for your music. They're coming from your life. So guilt, you know, like mm-hmm. you, you, some topics you talk about a lot are guilt, mm-hmm. doing drugs. Yeah, Anthony Bourdain. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Omatsu House of Cipher was yeah. dope. Yeah. So like. Okay, let, let's go back. Let's go to your, I guess, your EP, right? Yeah. Um, back in, was that, 2000? Oh, I had it up here, but... 2016. Yeah, yeah. Guilt by Guilt. Yeah, yeah, Guilt by... Yeah, so, like, I saw that video, too. It's, you're, like, drinking. It's yeah. kind of like... Is that... So that's kind of like you expressing your state of mind at that time. Yes. Like, like you're getting kind of jaded with... I'm like, this is me just kind of, yeah, like, right. um, it's interpreting. Just, like, jaded just, or... Yeah, it was pretty, pretty much it was me just, like... It was doing this rough period 
what it was just like doing a lot of drugs and drinking just to like get away because I felt like I felt bad it all stems from a woman it, a lot of it stems from a girl a woman that I was really into like we were like really good friends but like I saw more of a soulmate we didn't go out you know we dated for a little bit so like I was so attached to her and we did a lot of drugs together that when we kind of fell apart I had a hard time accepting it I'm, um. I'm, I'm so blessed that this happened because I was so attached to her and maybe too attached that like you know, it took me years to like get over it, you know, when she decided she wanted to move to a different path and do her own thing. And I had a hard time adjusting, had a hard time coping. So, you know, everything was built by this guilt, you know, I made music out of it. But for me, it was like doing drugs or drinking to remember those times, you know, oh. it, it, was a, it was a circular path where it was like, fuck, dude, like, I just remember all these crazy times, good times. And when she was gone, I was doing a lot of drugs to kind of like, self-medicate yeah. yeah so that, that was pretty much that's what it was and now like i gained a lot from it i'm not as dependent on people so thank you for bringing that up but yeah that was pretty much like but now it's more like i try to have more fun music because yeah what do you write about nowadays yeah man like i honestly i like these new art like these little pumps these little yachties <laughs> oh yeah um, <laughs> it's, it's just like it's it's fun you know i like how you wrote like that broccoli song or whatever yeah so, no i mean like yeah i like that kind of stuff and just yeah. like the new trap stuff okay okay yeah, um, yeah, yeah, but yeah. to me it's like i was so i can't be writing about that kind of like dark depressive stuff all the time because it'll eat at you even though like it's therapeutic but you like I had to always, I had to like get my mind into that state and it, it's always, de it's depressing. Oh. So like now it's been kind of more party, more like hype, like party, turn up music. Yeah. What, what, Diversity, to, right? Yeah. yeah. Mix it up. Yeah. But to where it's not problematic. Like I never, I don't say the B word in my life. I don't say B oh, word. Oh wow. I don't say the B word in music. I, I don't, I don't try to like, I don't objectify women in that sense in music. I don't, yeah, I, I don't say certain things that other people may seem as offensive. Not that I'm like super PC about it, but like, I, I don't, I don't, I pretty much don't say those kind of things. Like I, pretty much I don't objectify women in that sense, but I make turn up music, but I'm not object objectifying women. Uh, so like, okay. it's, it's just different type for me. So to me, I'm having fun with that. You know, just like going less about the lyrics and going more with like the feel of it, the vibe of it. Okay. And I guess, Maybe because you're in a better place, maybe, right yeah. now, yeah? Yeah, and it was so hard to make that music just because, like, growing up in, like, this, like, lyrical, like, Nas kind of Jay-Z stuff, that was taboo, like, yeah. you're not that kind of rap. But now it's like, hey, I'm expressing who I am, so. And it seems like you've built a community over here in the in the Valley with, like, with Metaphors and, and Z MC Zuko yeah, and those guys, yeah. Because, yeah. yeah. um, like, it's, I think it's great to have someone... I think it's good to have, like, a community. Like, but I, I know... Because I, I know that independence, mm -hmm. right? Being independent, but also having a close close friends as well. Mm -hmm. It's kind of that balance, right? Um, I was watching one of your vlogs about... And it's something that I'm going through. I've been always thinking about too, because there is that loneliness, right? Yeah. It's like, shit, you know, why does it feel like everyone is out Friday night and I'm, I got no homies hitting me up, you mm -hmm. know, and stuff like that? But um, something I've been kind of practicing w with with meditation and with um, like you know talking to like good people is that you know what it's like I talked to Dan about this too. It's like being okay, being alone, right? Yes. And 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 also understanding that um, I for me is my self worth is not dependent 
yeah on other people validating me agreed it's hard yeah. it's hard, it's hard to, to realize yeah. that but yeah and most of my time i'm podcasting making music talking at a tattoo shop or working that's like the four things i do right and like i've used this alone time as my advantage because yeah. when people are out i'm creating something and like to me i i don't really hang out as much ever since i became i stopped drinking and like doing as much drugs it's hard for me to go out because i feel the urge to like do that shit yeah, yeah. So especially like, the drinking yeah yeah, 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 yeah it's yeah. hard I don't drink either, so really? yeah, yeah. Did you, did you ever get into drinking much? Or I, I did in college, yeah, and yeah. I got deep into, like, and then I'd socially, but, like, because of, I got psoriasis, mm-hmm. so if I drink, that shit, like, my skin plaques flail up, you know? Mm-hmm. So, like, I have a I have a medical excuse, like, I can't, mm-hmm. I, I, I don't I don't drink. So you can't smoke too much? I right? don't smoke either, yeah, and I, I, and also I got high for the first time in, the, in a while, like, right. yeah, yeah, and, and I just realized, like, fuck, man, maybe... I think the next thing I would ever try is probably ayahuasca or something like that. Some some sort of plant where it's kind of like more therapeutic, mm-hmm. like sort of like. Because I had a homie that did that. Um, Me too. Yeah, and he went to fucking South America. And you have like, to go through. Yeah, so he like went shaman. through shaman the the hut. He wrote it. I read it. I was like, damn. He wouldn't rec. It's not recommended for everyone. I wouldn't it's, do it. I'm scared. No, there's some people. Yeah, it's probably for some people. It's not recommended because basically. Um, you go through. You live. You live like horrible memories. You, you pro- he told me like it was the closest thing he understands what it means like to die as far as he knows because he went through like this super high but he went there's also that dark period but the thing is that he feels that he has a lot of empathy for people who have committed suicide or have suicidal thoughts mm-hmm. or have darkness in them yeah yeah and uh, he feels better at coming out of it but he says no real talk it's not for everyone yeah. um uh, sorry, what were we talking about? But we were talking about uh, oh, just acceptance and like being like lonely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's tough, but I just definitely like feel like I'm using it to my advantage. Yeah. Um, Have so, you ever been alone in a relationship before? Like being yeah. with someone but still feeling lonely. Um, you know, it's been so long since I've been in a relationship. Same here. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. don't remember, but I, I guess there's times where like I, I feel like a lot of it's in my head, but damn, I can't remember the last. I mean, there's like dating and hooking up, but I don't, I don't think that really counts. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But uh, I've just been pretty much like single. I mean, I've liked a bunch of girls, but like, I've liked a lot of my platonic female friends. But I'm so glad that I stayed friends because a lot of them, I've, the the friendship investment's ten years and it's grown beautifully. Oh, great, great, and, great, like, great! I just don't regret it because usually, like, when you like a girl, you said it's like it's cool, but like when you break up, it's hard to sometimes regain that friendship. So I'd rather keep the friendship and just stay friends and i see that as a blessing yeah because it's so e- it's it's so easy it's it's rewarding now like you know i can talk to these women and get their perspective as opposed to just hooking up with them which is short term yeah it wouldn't work out i wouldn't be friends with them yeah yeah so i really admire and, and appreciate my female friends i think i have more female friends than guy friends oh wow like, i just i don't know i'm just more comfortable and it's like it's just we're so we connect and it's like it was never weird yeah you know so yeah um just to wrap it up i mean uh one thing i know for um like talking to dan and stuff is that if if once you get into a relationship if you want to have a family that alone time that free time is the most valuable thing ever yeah so i think like for us (laughs) and for all you lonely single men out there we talking to you um like uh dude it cherish this time to of self development and mm-hmm. self growth, you know, because uh, there's this there's something I learned. Um, one of my Zen teachers mentioned to me was uh, 
there's a Chinese saying, um, and this this will be like my language corner. It's like, like uh, something like it. I, I think, uh, is student, has prepared, uh, teacher, will appear. So when the student is prepared, the, the teacher will appear. Kind of like with you and when listening to you and uh, Professor Alan Aquino, it's kind of like, oh shit, you guys met at the perfect time. Because that's a guy just in his class and speaking to him. You know, like I, he, he was in my lift one time. I drove lift for a little while and I picked no him up. Way. Yeah, I, I picked him up and I was like, oh, dude, I sat in this guy's class before. But he was like, he was like on his iPad like this, right? Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, dude, that's interesting side of him because in class, he's the extrovert talking, he's right? Introverted. He's so introverted. He's introverted yeah. And like, uh, which is fine. That's There's cool. no, yeah, that's, that's cool, cool, cool. But like, he's introverted in a way. It seems that I think he might have experienced maybe trauma, maybe in his life. I don't yeah. know. I don't know too much. I don't know, I don't know too much. Yeah. I don't want to speak on him. Yeah. But like, listening to him on your podcast is like, oh, dude, this guy didn't think he could live until 21. Yeah. This is so. This is a fool. Like, I thought he got his shit together, but he he's but yeah, he has his shit together. But like, to get to that point, we don't understand the journey. Yeah. And I think for you, like looking at like you, you've gone through some shit. And like you're a highly sensitive person too, and like for you to survive, and also, I mean, that's, that's commendable. I think that when you guys met and Asian American studies came into your life, I mean, for me looking at it, oh shit, like oh yeah, that saying is correct. When the when the student is ready, Ooh. the master will appear. And I think that's guess what? Now this is like real talk. This is also about like relationships. Mm-hmm. This is about like opportunities in your life because mm-hmm. I think. Uh, one of my screenwriting teachers told me before Barack Goldman, you know, shout out to Barack. He said uh, he had like a this he had this opportunity. He had the screenplay that was getting really hot buzz or something, but it didn't go through. And the way he looked at it was like, you know what? Maybe I wasn't ready. Mm-hmm. You know what? Yeah. I was like, oh shit! And now he's doing really well. He's got like he's what he's mm-hmm. married and he's he's writing a pilot. But like, dude, like I think um, that's something I'm trying to think about now because. Real talk. It's been a while since I've been in a relationship too, exactly. right? Exactly. And and then the thinking, my thinking starts thinking like, oh fuck, there's something wrong with me, or there's like, yeah. or you know. But then I realize, and then I taught, I told my teacher, my one of my Zen teachers about this, and she's like, well, you know what? When when the student is ready, the master will appear. Yeah. And uh, I agree. <laughs> yeah. I think to me, it's like now I, I told myself maybe I should work on myself first. Yeah. Maybe yeah. I should kind of like stop doing so many drugs because that's not appealing fix myself first and then maybe but I don't you know what man I can I think I can live my life single oh cool I'm cool with it I don't think I want kids oh really wow yeah. okay I, like this is for me like music podcasting is life for me. <laughs> I live and breathe this shit I wake up I, I barely got any sleep like on Friday night because I was so excited I woke up early today I woke up fucking like 5am I was working on an album cover I sent it to the oh shit okay but like this is like my life man like I love this shit like, I wake up Fuck, podcasting, podcasting time. I listen to podcasts in the morning. I listen to some, like, that's like my, that's like my CNN podcast. Yeah, yeah, pop yeah, news, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then I fucking do it, and then I listen to music, and then I do it, and it's, it's this fun cycle. And to me, it's like, I don't know if I can really commit to, like, a relationship where it's, like, fair. Because you do have to commit. Yeah, yeah. And I'm, I think I've been single for so long, I like it. I mean, sure, I'll date once in a while, but very rarely, but I'm okay with it. I know that this is what I want to do, and... 
hey, when that time comes, that girl, I'm not going to chase girls. They're going to have to, like, talk to me. Yeah, yeah. But, like, that's just my opinion. I think wherever you are at is where you're at now, you yeah. know? And it's, like, the idea of being present, right? Yes. And being, like, uh, you know, the power, you know, Eckhart Tolle. Power of now. Power of now. future. It's all now. Anything that's ever happened is now. The future technically doesn't exist. No, yeah. And, that, like, if you think about it, like, if you get deep into physics and stuff, like, like shit like uh if we were uh, able to go to the fourth dimension of time and stuff you would basically see all of time uh, basically beginning and end there is no like sh- direction this idea of that we're going forward in time yeah, yeah. Yeah. is is because that's how humans process time you know and and the but the the real yeah no the real existence is like the is the now right and like and that's so crazy because like he's he's been getting like more popular now, but like that, uh, dude. Like I got into him recently and um, his Oprah talk, and it's like that shit connected with me, you yeah. know? Yeah, yeah. He has some stuff on SoundCloud, like the Power Now Part One. Like some got deleted. Yeah, yeah. But uh, no, I haven't listened to him a, f- a few times a lo- past couple of years, and it's so true. Like, right. Yeah. Cool. Well, thank you so much. Thank man. you so much. Oh yeah, last thing. Oh, yeah. Sorry, yeah, last yeah, thing. Yeah. Uh, do you know any Tagalog? Any yeah. any any language corner for us? Mustafa is hello. I don't believe that is what's the news. Okay. Uh, that's all the appropriate things I can say. Uh, how how do you say what's the news? I don't believe that. I don't believe that. Okay, so that's yeah. like what's going on. Yeah. But it's like it literally means what's the news. Yeah. And uh, then like Fare is friend. So hey, Fare. It's like Fire's friend. So, oh, okay, yeah. dope. Longest podcast. I think we beat. Yeah. Uh, we beat it. Two twenty five. Uh, oh my gosh. My I God. mean, yeah, yeah. Hey, thank you so much. No I do. Thank you, man. Thank you for awesome. coming. All right. No